Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the EKN Radio Network and another edition of This Week in Carding here on eCardingNews.com. It's Wednesday, January the 30th. We are closing in on the end of the first month of the 2019 calendar year. The season most definitely underway uh, in the southern states, racing uh, in, of course, Florida, in Texas, and uh, kicking things off as well in Southern California. Of course, the Tri-C Carters having their, I believe, SoCal Winter Chill uh, program. So lots to talk about. Again, these This Week in Carding podcasts essentially designed to summarize everything that came on the EKN homepage over the last week or so. Uh, not a ton of information coming midway through January, so we've kind of wrapped up a couple of weeks of information in this particular episode. And as always, the show will air first on the EKN Radio Network, which you can listen to either on the website at ecardingnews.com slash radio or through the downloadable app, the EKN Radio Network. You can get that app from iTunes or Google Play. From there, we take it, put it in podcast form. You can get it on the website. Of course, download it from iTunes and Google Play as well as a podcast. It's on Podbean and now as well on Spotify. Joining me as always for this week in Cardi, the man that actually puts everything up onto the EKN homepage, uh, David Cole with me. Dave, before we even get in here early, let's just start about this. Racing happening down south. But man, you uh, you primarily right in the middle of Michigan, right in the middle of an unbelievable cold snap, which has hit the northern states here uh, at the end of January. It's the polar vortex is what I guess everybody's calling it. So uh, yeah, negative, negative, uh, negative wind chill f- temperatures. So uh, yeah, we haven't uh, gone outside today. Uh, shoveled the last two days, three times. And uh, thankfully the snow is not coming down as hard as it was, but it's the, it's the wind and the cold temperatures that are closing pretty much everything. Banks, schools, um, health centers, uh, you know, bowling alleys, fun spots, because, you know, we can't take our kids anywhere. So uh, <laughs> everything is, uh, everything shut down, uh, especially today, uh, more so today than it is uh, um, any other day. Hey, watching on social media, you're, you're at least getting the workout, you know, that, uh, that Canadian slash Northern U.S. winter workout. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, all honesty, I just saw this movie on TV uh, the other day. I felt like Rocky. You know, training in the in the Russian mountains in the cold snow, uh, you know, just out there, just you know, playing Rick Springsteen in my in my head. You know, all those all those uh, great uh, soundtrack album music. I love it. Well, folks, we've had a lot of stuff going up on the EK and homepage. Of course, David Cole handling that as the news uh, desk uh, manager. We're going to talk Scusa Pro Tour. We're going to talk the Texas Pro Kart Challenge, Texas Sprint Racing Series, Florida Winter Tour. A lot of schedules coming out, so we'll go over some schedules. More stuff happening as well uh, in the industry, in the Operation Grassroots kind of side. We'll bring you up to date on some of the editorial we've had on the website, some of the podcasts you're going to be able to pick up. And we're also going to let you know what's coming up on the EKN Radio Network and, of course, as well on the EKN Trackside Live Tour presented by Cooper Tires. David, let's jump in first with Supercarts USA. We're just over, what, a month away from the launch of their 2019 Pro Tour, the 10th running of that program, and of course, the third annual Winter Nationals taking place in Calspeed. A lot of people, David, kind of wondering exactly what the, the class structure was going to look like. One of the biggest things, of course, has been the introduction of the new IAMI SSE 175cc shifter engine. 
it making its debut at the opening round of the Winter Series in Homestead uh, midway through January. What was going to happen, right, Dave? Was it going to be just the pro shifter on the 175? Was stock Honda gone or was it going to come back? Scusa kind of setting things straight, laying out the entire program for Pro Tour in 2019. They did. Uh, it's in a very expanded class structure, uh, to say the least. It uh, It's not something that we're familiar with with Supercarts USA Pro Tour, uh, being it started with, I think, eight classes at the beginning. And now we're up to, I believe it's 13. Uh, so it's a very expanded class structure. Still has the same categories, essentially from last year, especially when the IAMI categories you go X30 Senior, Junior, Master, uh, Mini Swift, and Micro Swift. Uh, the addition there is the Super Master, which will likely run together with the X30 Master. Uh, so that's new for 2019 on the IAMI uh, single speed side of things. Yeah, the Super Master category for drivers 45 years of age and older, as that Scusa community that's been around for 10 years continues to get a little bit older and older. That 45-year-old barrier where people are getting a little older and maybe have, not to say having more trouble running with the, the guys that are 30-plus because we see guys like Robert Marks, uh, John Crow, who can run with it, the younger guys in that particular Masters age bracket. But it really has started to gain more interest. So, yeah, you're, you're correct. Scusa coming back again. Uh, with against S Force Supermaster Stock Moto, we'll talk about that, but also adding this the Supermasters category to run with X30 Masters. But more even, David, let's uh, let's talk about new classes for 2019. Then we'll go back into the ones that maybe were surprise re-editions for this year. Well, new uh, obviously uh, is the K100 Senior and K100 Junior, uh, keeping with the single speed uh, categories that we're talking about. Uh, these are brand new to the Pro Tour. Uh, it was new at the Supercarts USA Super Nationals in Vegas. Uh, it's it's a growing category that we are seeing across the country. Uh, and they decided to... Now, it's, it's a question of, are they going to run at the same time? Or are they going to run separate? It's all still uh, kind of un, unknown uh, as we are what, almost a month away from the uh, Winter Nationals in Cal Speed. So uh, it's still something to see, but... It'll be uh, something we'll be uh, measuring up throughout the season to see how the the um, competition level is in the, in these two categories. Yeah, I think the key, David, is to find out uh, when the numbers do land. Of course, pre-entries, I believe the, the entry is now open uh, for the Winter Nationals. So those who do want to get entered, get that done quickly. Um, they're going to look at the entries for sure and find out what's happening. New, of course, as well, in addition to the KA100, is the is the SSC engine, right? The uh, the 175cc shifter. We saw the boys get it going uh, in both senior and master down at, um, uh, pro and master rather, uh, down at the winter series race. They're going to have pro shifter one and pro shifter two this year. That's the 175cc, essentially the new engine, but in the S1 and S2 classifications. Bringing back an old name from, from quite a while ways ago was the G1 class that actually stood for gold one back in the uh, late nineties and early two thousands. And that was for drivers 30 years of age and older. So there will essentially be a master's class 30 and up for the 175 CC two. That's essentially S4 master age rules. They're going to call it G1 gladiator. Now, David, some of the talks we've seen potentially all three of those classes running in one race group. Yeah, it's it's going to have to be uh, with the number of categories that they have slated for this season. Uh, race track time is is limited, uh, especially 
winter nationals being uh, early in the year. Summer nationals, no big deal because the sun's out forever. Um, even even the spring nationals are going to be a little bit uh, tight on time as well, too. But to, to fit them all in, it, they're going to have to put these t- these three categories together. Uh, it's it's just just the kind of the way the logistics work out. Uh, you know, as we saw, it, it didn't pose any issues really too much at the first round of the winter series, uh, having, you know, pro shifter and G1 essentially together. Uh, so I don't see foresee any issues except until grids get really large. So if the grids get really large, then then it's going to maybe pose some issues. Well, if the numbers start to go up and they have to go past the what would be maybe, you know, nine or ten race groups, you know, they may need to pull some lights out to Cal Speed for the Winter Nationals. As you said, Summer Nats is different. We got light till, you know, eight, nine at night. Uh, it's going to be going down quite a bit earlier uh, when we get there the first week of March into, into Fontana. So potentially lights uh, may have to be brought in. We'll see what the numbers are uh, when pre-entry starts to really spool things up. So the 175cc making its debut, Pro Shifter 1, Pro Shifter 2. G1 Gladiator. Then you've got the stock Hondas back, David. And that's something I, I actually I was surprised at. You know, I don't think it, everybody was kind of ready for it to go away. But they have S4 Master Stock Moto and S4 Super Master Stock Moto. And they really weren't supported that great last year. I wonder if people with more feeling like it's going to keep moving forward, maybe they'll hold on to their Hondas and come back out and race again. Especially when we start things off in Southern California. It'll be tough to see. Um, you know, we thought the nail was in the coffin last year. Uh, we thought it was going to be all the new SSE engine. And Scusa came around and did this uh, differently. So, you know, it's it's they're, they're, they have a different mindset. Uh, you talked with Tom uh, in one of our insiders previously, and this is kind of the direction they're going. They, they, they never said Honda was going away. Uh, and we thought it was going to be more towards the regional programs, but that, but they've decided to keep uh, these two uh, categories with the Honda power plant uh, on the Pro Tour. Personally, I see this probably as kind of a transition year. Uh, they've obviously watched what happened to the shifter card categories of the last couple of campaigns. You know, they, they just they pushed hard to try to get S1 to grow to, to 20, getting the S2 guys to move up. Some of them moved up, but some of them just stopped racing. Uh, S2 was actually a pretty good group. In fact, that combined S1, S2 group last year looked pretty good. Even the Masters, the Supermaster S4 had some pretty good numbers. And then we watched S4 Master, the 30 and up dwindle away. Now we get lots and lots of drivers, full fields uh, at the Super Nats, but on the Pro Tour it kind of dwindled, dwindled away. So, you know, the addition of the KA100, there's lots of excitement there. So maybe that's going to slot in. Looks to me like we're just kind of potentially in an evolution year with Supercarts USA, I, I'm going to say they're going to sit down and say, "Hey, let's go run these three races." And for 2020, we'll we'll see what 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 sticks to the wall. You know, if we get 30 K100 seniors or, and 30 K100 juniors, man, we're going that way. If we get six seniors coming out to the race, maybe maybe K100 senior doesn't come back in 220. I really think it's kind of just a transition year. Dave, would you would you agree with me on that? I would. It, it's going to have to be uh, because you, I don't think we can keep this many categories uh, at the pro level uh, if that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, you know, five shifter categories for two age groups is a lot. <laughs> um, and it's not like we had 40 or 50 guys, uh, you know, racing total last year at all in pro. So, again, we're splitting them up again. And now we're splitting masters up into three classes. It's just, I mean, yeah, the guys have the ability right now probably to run two. 
uh, on the weekend. But again, a lot of these guys are not physically fit enough to be able to do that. I mean, shifter racing. Well, especially, I was going to say, Dave, especially if they want to run the 175. It is, yeah. Right? It's it's a bulldog. It, I mean, shifter <laughs> so, carts as a whole are bulldogs. Uh, it's, it's hard to strangle yeah. one for one full day of racing, let alone two categories, uh, you know. So, um We'll see. And again, you know, my observation was the KA 100 needed to be kept at the regional levels and, and they've decided to go against that. I, I, I was against it at the Super Nats, but they proved me wrong there. I think Super Nats is kind of the yep. runoffs for the KA 100 category, and that's how it kind of should be looked at. Uh, but, you know, again, we'll, time will only tell to see what, uh, what they decide uh, moving forward. Yeah, I don't disagree with that assessment at all. One one last thing to bring in when we talk about the 2019 uh, classes on the Supercarts USA Pro Tour. It's it's a change and a pretty major change, I think, to the X30 Junior category. They've uh, made a, a, a tire adjustment. We talked to a lot of people in the paddock. I know you and I did, David. I know of a lot of input going into Supercarts USA as well. They want to go to a harder tire for the juniors. It's going to make it tougher to drive. It's going to, but it's also going to make the transition from mini swift x30 junior a little bit easier but but still tougher to drive on those harder tires so most of the feedback i got david was this was like it's about time like we're we're happy with it we wanted it and some even are talking about asking for harder tires in mini and micro as well yeah i don't know how much harder you can get with those but i guess you could go rock hard with uh with the mini and micros if mm-hmm. you really wanted to um but yeah the the new the harder tire for for junior is definitely gonna help uh eliminate that that feeling of drivers just going and knowing the, the tire is going to hold it'll be you know it's it's going to go back to tire management and that's one thing that has been missing uh at this level is is tire management it's it's something we saw in the early early days of scusa was you got six tires for the weekend hold on and and don't kill them you know so uh hopefully uh hopefully this this works out uh it seems to be a positive I wouldn't say 100% sold on for for parents and mechanics, but it seems to be a positive move in the direction that uh, they wanted to go with this category. So Scusa releasing the 2019 official class structure early on just this past week. They actually rolled out the 2019 prize package as well. And man, they they went in a little bit of a different direction. I think people are really going to like it. Uh, Roughly $162,000 in cash and prizes uh, going to be doled out throughout the three race program, thanks to Supercarts USA and in big part to MG Tires. Top three finishers each round are going to get a new set of Avinco tires, 234 sets total, uh, uh, right at uh, approximate value of $51,000. Weekend cash payout for top five and X30 senior and X30 junior this year, $2,500. So it's the juniors getting added to the big money. Uh, as usual, winners and pro. Uh, Pro Shifter, Pro Shifter 2, and G1. Actually, this is new. They're going to uh, earn a free entry to the next Scusa Pro Tour race, which I like. Um, David, as well, the weekend cash payout. We, this would happen a couple of years ago. If you get over 30 drivers, they'll kick in a, a thousand bucks for the purse, I, for the top three. I really like that in terms of the fact that, hey, you know what? You're not going to put a thousand bucks out if you got 10 guys. But if you get 30, then you're running for some cash for 500 bucks to win. That's. I've always liked that approach, paying off the numbers that are there. Yes, uh, it kind of thinks makes you think of like oval racing, where you know the more entries that they yeah. that they get, the more money they're going to pay out. Well, you know, karting in general, typically sprint karting, 
does not have a lot of payout events aside from, you know, Scusa Pro Tour and some of the other number of uh, profile, high profile events. So yeah, this, this is probably going to be the standard, I think, throughout Scusa, you know, era that we're in right now with it it, because it it does give back you know it's not a lot you know you know a thousand you know a thousand dollar purse for for three drivers over a weekend it's not a lot but it's something it and it and it helps you know highlight those bigger categories a little bit more and and you know also staying on on with uh you know supercarts usa is is their circle of champions program which uh continues to be a, a big success for them yeah, that was something that they brought in a couple of years ago. Title winners being brought into the Circle of Champions. A full 2020 entry for the entire Pro Tour. So tires, fuel, entry, you name it. Of course, the national number one plate. They expanded a bit this year, though, David. Second place gets a free entry, a full entry into the Super Nationals. Third place in the championships uh, gets a $500 essentially credit at Motorsports Reg for an upcoming Supercarts USA program. So, you know... Pretty good, pretty good deal for guys in second and third place as well. And of course, capping it all off with the program being so connected with IAMI, uh, they have tickets for the champions in X30 Senior, X30 Junior, X30 Master, and Mini Swift. All those champions getting a ticket to the IAMI International Final in Le Mans. All in told, David, $162,000 in cash and prizes all set up for this year's Pro Tour. You know, when it comes to the, it's interesting. Because I'm, my mind's flipping back to the interview, the industry insider we did with Joe Janowski just a couple of weeks ago, and and you know everybody wants more money, right? Everybody wants five thousand dollar purse per class, whatever it may be. But you, know, you think about what it costs nowadays, the expense, the extra expense of going to some of these racetracks. And if people knew actually what it's being, they're being charged to come to these tracks, I'm sure they'd be surprised. And then you go back to what Joe talked about and the. Initial $75,000 investment in the video marshalling system and then asking for more cameras and new tripods and that marshalling system adding, you know, four more new employees every weekend. It's interesting. Everybody wants to see the purse go up, right? But the amount of money getting spent on the other side, on the budget, you know, on the the expense side of it on these weekends, I think that's what makes it just so tough for for clubs, for anybody, David, because you look at SKUs having to add more people. Heck, clubs nowadays are paying corner workers, right? We didn't do that back in the day. So it's just the expense side is what I think what makes it so hard to have any kind of a major purse. It's crazy. Well, and then on the flip side, you know, competitors are complaining that the entry fees are too high. When in reality, if you look at it, it's like maybe a hundred to a hundred a hundred to hundred and fifty dollars per day that you're actually paying for the entry because all the rest of it goes in fuel, tires, uh, pit pass, and and oil. So, you know, with, with, you know, Hey, we could tack on another, you know, $500 to the entry fee. And then, yeah, we'll have big purses. You know, everybody's racing for the money that you guys, it's so kind of like, you know, playing poker, everybody's playing for the money everybody put in, but only those who stick around it till the, you know, reach the checkered flag first, second or third are going to get the big payouts. So, you know, Hey David, that's, you brought up the dirt thing, right? And that's exactly what you go to a lot of dirt races where they'll say, Hey, this class stock heavy, a hundred percent payback. So they'll pay back all the entry fees. But remember, the guy owns the racetrack. There's absolutely zero cost for the racetrack. There's maybe two or three corner workers, yellow lights, a flagman, 
you know, the costs are so much lower, they can pay everything back. The amount of money it takes to put one of these races on, it's super hard to be able to do that big payback, right? That's the, that's the key. Some of these dirt races, the overhead so much lower than what it costs to roll into a major event and drop 50 or 60 employees down and go to work. Oh, it's nothing. I I think, I think, Guys, you know, you take, for example, WK, they probably put more money into preparing the racetrack than they than they spent on anything else uh, promoting the event. Because, again, the track, you know, for dirt racing, it's the track. If the track sucks, people aren't going to go. If the tire sucks, people aren't going to go. Well, they already had the good tire, so they just needed a track that actually raced well. And, you know, so that's where they put, all, you know, that's where all all the money that really goes into dirt racing is, is making sure the track is, 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 is spot on to where, you know, you are, you know, sprint racing. It's, you got to have the pave, you got to have the track paved, you got to have bathrooms, you got to have electric, you got to have all, all these other amenities that nobody else asked for other than sprint racing. <laughs> True enough. That's exactly it. So again, this weekend carding episode number six, Wednesday, January 30th, Rob Howard alongside David Cole, as we bring you, uh, all of the news that hit the homepage of eCarding in the last couple of weeks. Supercarts USA, of course, getting things started with a couple of, of announcements that people were waiting for. Class structure, prize package, they're done and dusted. Uh, we are just over a month away from the start of the 2019 Pro Tour, the third annual uh, Winter Nationals taking place for the first time, the first ever Pro Tour race in Southern California at Cal Speed Karting. Stay with us, folks. After this break, David and I are going to Head on over to the Lone Star State to talk a little bit about the Pro Kart Challenge and about the Texas Sprint Racing Series. More to come on This Week in Karting. Hello, karting fans. This is Gabby Chavez, and you're locked into the EKN Radio Network. Le Mans, Daytona, Sebring, the most legendary endurance races in the world where man and machine push the limits of physics in an attempt to beat their competition and the clock. Now you can add the SimCraft 24 Hours of Orlando with new sack karting to your list of must-attend endurance events. This brand new 24-hour endurance race is taking place on March 29th to 31st at the Orlando Karting Center in Florida. Plus, this is an event you can do in your own kart. There are arrive and drive cart packages available in addition to OEM and bring your own cart options. All entries will receive a fresh Briggs 206 engine package, tires and fuel, and the engine is yours to take home post-race. Do not miss out on the must-attend karting endurance event of 2019. The entry deadline is February 1st, 2019. Go to 24hoursoforlando.com. That's 24 HRS of Orlando.com or the Facebook event page at Facebook slash 24 HRS of Orlando for more information. For over a century, Briggs and Stratton has had a commitment and passion for racing. It's a DNA found in every engine we build today. So whether you kart race, Baja, race quarter midgets, or believe that dirt and snow are just God's way of adding to the challenge. The dedicated spirit of every Briggs & Stratton employee stands at the fence waiting for the green flag to drop. Briggs & Stratton Racing. What powers you? 
In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience. We can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at franklincart.com where all of our products are just a mouse click away and we ship daily. We're constantly adding new products to our online store, so keep checking back. We specialize in IAMI engines, tilt seats, and of course, our championship winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find molecule cleaning products, minus 273 racing gloves, micron gauges and components, and both MG and Bridgestone tires. If you're ready to take your racing to the next level, come and join us at Team FMS. We've been supplying racers with start-to-finish support at race events for many years, from providing a helping hand on weekday test outing or at a club event to full arrive-and-drive packages at the highest level of karting competition. For 2019, we'll be attending the Superkart USA Winter Series, WK Manufacturers Cup, United States Pro Kart Series, and the Route 66 Kart Racing Series. And we'd love to have you under our tent at Merlin Nation. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. Hello, karting fans. This is IndyCar driver Zach Beach, and you're locked into the EKN Radio Network. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network. Thank you so much, folks, for tuning in. If you're listening from the very get-go, it means you're either on EKN on the radio page or you are listening through your app, which you downloaded to your mobile device. We appreciate that. Thank you so much. Do us a favor and go back to iTunes or Google Play. Give us a rating on that app. It makes uh, a lot of difference in the exposure we're going to get through those programs. David, Lone Star State time. Uh, let's uh, start with the Texas Pro Kart Challenge. Of course, Superkart USA's regional program uh, in Texas. Um, I'm excited going back again to do all the play-by-play. It'll be part of our EKN Trackside Live Tour for 2019. Three events for the uh, the program, both double headers, six-round championship. Starting, we've started last year, we started at Speed Sports in Houston. This time, we're getting out of the middle of the summer heat, and we're going to North Texas Carters, Denton, on March 29th, 30-31. That's the first doubleheader. Then we go to West Texas, July 19th, 2021. It was 106 degrees last year when I was there for the weekend. Like, Monday or Tuesday, it dropped to 85 or something. We just got hit with a crazy uh, a weather push. Amarillo Kart Circuit, the, uh, the copy of the... Formula One circuit in Istanbul, Turkey, the Turkish Grand Prix. Fantastic facility. Everybody loved the racetrack. Again, that's mid-July. And then, what, second weekend in September, back down to Alan Rudolph's place in New Caney, Texas. Speed Sports Racing Park for the finale. Should be a a pretty good program. Obviously getting feedback, David, from all their racers to tighten things down into just three weekends. Yeah, as you said, they, uh, they're changing the format again a little bit. Last year, they had a couple one-day events uh, or one round per weekend. Uh, this time, they're going back to the double-round weekends with Friday practice, a round on Saturday, and a round on Sunday, but only three race weekends. So it's, it's condensing the schedule uh, for them a little bit more. Uh, last year, I think it was, what, six week, four weekends, six rounds of racing. So this, exactly. this year, it's three weekends of racing, six rounds towards the championship. So 
little bit of a format change, but uh, again, it helps it helps to open up the schedule for a lot of these racers because again, uh, less is more sometimes. Well, the interesting thing, and uh, and Texas PKC has really boasted about it. That series sends a lot of people to the Pro Tour, the Scusa Pro Tour, and the Super Nats. You know, for the longest time, you, you watch a shifter race, an, an S1 or S2 or S4 or S4 Supermaster, and you know in the top five, there's going to be two guys from Texas in every top five, right? There's so many guys coming out of Texas. Same goes now with Micro, Mini, and Junior. There's a lot of kids that are running the Scusa National Program. So to, to, to condense it a little bit, a lot of those kids are in Florida already. They're going to run the Pro Tour. They're going to run Super Nats. This gives them, you know, a good 10 or whatever race is already laid out. I, I like the idea, you know, and I know that I know this for a fact that Gina and Mark French from the series really, really like to listen to their, to their, their teams and their drivers. You know, they want to find out exactly what they want to do and they'll make the change. So I have no doubt that this was uh, formed, of course, from in, input and feedback coming from the racers and the family themselves. Class structure, David, interesting. Uh, you just not running pro shifter two. I haven't talked to Gina enough about this yet to get exactly what the structure is, but for the most part, they're going to follow the pro tour class structure. Yeah, they're going to follow the pro tour class structure. They're just going to have pro shifters. So no pro shifter two. So they'll put all those, sorry about that. Uh, they'll put all those, uh, category, uh, all those guys into one class. Yeah. Uh, they will still be providing a stock Honda category, uh, that's not master. So they'll be, they'll be, uh, providing that as well. Um, so it's, yeah, essentially it's going to be pro tour classes with a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, a minus here and a a local option addition here or there too. So again, if racers show up, there's a class for you. Definitely. Uh, as I'd said earlier, this is part of the EKN trackside live tour presented by Cooper tires. I'll be down there doing full play by play social media coverage, you name it. And of course we'll take the main events, put them on the EKN radio network later on in the week. Uh, cool that I'm going to have my buddy Ken Johnson down there again, David. Last year, uh, the guys at Texas PKC, what a great deal. Uh, Studio 52, that's Ken Johnson. Easily one of the best karting photographers in the sport. You know, just such a great eye and a pro. They offered free digital photo packages for all of the racers. What a fantastic addition to the entry, right? To be able to get in there and have access to those great p- pictures from Ken. It is. He's, you know, he's he's been around for, oh, man. Well, at least racing over a couple of decades, but taking yeah. uh, photography was with Rotax for a long time and, and now uh, working with on-track promotions at the Scusa Pro Tour. But yeah, always uh, always uh, great to work with Ken and, and the amazing photos that he takes uh, week in and week out. Uh, so that definitely, you know, him and him working together with Mark and Gina to provide this this free digital photo package for all the racers there. It's amazing. So we look at the Texas Pro Car Challenge 2019 schedule. As I said, March at Denton, Texas, July at Amarillo, September at Speed Sports Racing Park in Houston. They have a series loyalty program, which I like. They call it the SLP. All six entry fees for for $750. So you pay $750 at once and you're done. That's $250 a weekend. What I think that's a fantastic way to, to approach it. Uh, you know, you get people locked in. That's one thing too, right? You pay up front. You're there for all races. You don't get the money back, but you're there for all the races. But it's just seven fifty, David, for the entire program. Yeah, think about that. Seven fifty for three race weekends. Yeah. That's just your entry fee. I mean, covered. I mean, that's you know, again, less than a hundred dollars a day that you're paying to go karting. 
I mean, sometimes, you know, guys spend a hundred dollars at an indoor karting track in one day. So it's, it's amazing the, the opportunities and, and the deals that uh, a lot of these programs are providing now. One of the beauties about the Texas pro kart challenge as well is you're getting national level uh, staff, you know, you're getting guys that go work the pro tour. You know, you've got Mark French as the, as the race director again this year. I thought he did such a tremendous job last year. Here's a guy that was a father of the number one ranked driver in the country, Jake French. And he transitions with his business. He and his wife, Gina running the program steps into the race director role, which as we all know is a fool's game, but he did such a good job. He's so good in talking to the, to, to anybody that has a, an issue potentially got a penalty and was asking for a protest. Mark was, uh, he's one of the best I've seen and he's very, very new at it. So he's going to be there again. Just a great program all around. I said, you've got flag men, you've got guys that work the pro tour, uh, tremendous job, uh, everywhere from timing and scoring. It's the way they approach it is a one. And, and that's the concept, David, they're trying to approach the, it so that if you race the Texas pro car challenge, you're ready then to go to the national t- national tour. And I like that. They want to make sure you're ready if you go to a pro tour event, that's that's basically the purpose of regional programs is to be yeah. to prov- to provide the 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 lay lay the lay the roadwork for you to be able to race at the national level. Uh, speaking of that, in Texas, of course, there's a lot of great clubs that run around Texas. There's another regional program called the Texas Sprint Racing Series, and it's more of a, a 206 kind of KA100 kind of program. Uh, they've made a couple of announcements recently. They have uh, become the new official IKF uh, program for the Texas Regionals Series, more of that that, that uh, grassroots kind of level. Big partnership as well, David, with Briggs & Stratton, with Texas the Texas uh, Sprint Racing Series. Yeah, any Briggs 206 racer who races in more than one series event will receive uh, $50 credit toward their second entry. So, uh, so obviously, Briggs has been a... Uh, big uh, supporter of, of programs that offer the 206 categories. Uh, they do this at like Rock Island. They do this at uh, the Battle of the Brickyard. I believe they did that at the Rock Cup USA Florida Winter Tour uh, this year uh, at Scusa Winter Series as well, too. So, yeah, they they're uh, they obviously uh, provide a lot more than just, you know, discounted entries. They they provide a lot of raffle prizes along, you know, with that have uh, Briggs and Stratton. Uh, products, including, you know, generators and, and power washers and uh, other items uh, that, that go along with the Briggs name. All in all, this past week, bringing some pretty cool information in regards to the carding in Texas, how things are kind of settling in. Again, a lot of cl- a lot of great clubs starting to really get some uh, momentum with the Briggs 206 program as it is doing from coast to coast. IKF rolling in as well to to kind of stabilize things with the K100 and the uh, and the Briggs, of course, Texas Pro Car Challenge, uh, part of that you know that that platform of Scusa Regional Racing. Good things for Texas in 2019, folks. This is episode number six of this week in karting. As David and I break down some of the information that made its way to the homepage of eCardingNews.com over the last week to ten days. Wednesday, January 30th, 2019. I cannot believe it. <laughs> Almost into February already. It's uh, it's blowing me away. This uh, start of this year already uh, just flying by. Stay with us, folks. After this commercial, David's going to give us a breakdown of the opening round of the Florida Winter Tour. Stay with us. More to come. Hello, Carding fans. This is AJ Myers, and you're listening to the EKN Radio Network. 
The new year is upon us, and the Challenge of the Americas is the place to kick off 2019 as the premier winter karting series on the left coast. The program is entering its 12th season under the guidance of industry leader Andy Saisman and his fantastic series officials, promoting fun, exciting, and competitive racing throughout the winter months. The Challenge of the Americas is an official Rock Cup USA program, featuring all seven of the categories from Micro Rock to Rock Shifter Senior. And they also have Rock Cup International Finals tickets to award to the series champions. Add in the new Tag 100cc Senior and Masters classes, all utilizing the Bridgestone tire, and the season is sure to be an exciting one. Prizes are awarded each weekend, along with entries to the Rock the Rio event in Las Vegas at the end of October. The series begins at Cal Speed Karting Center on February 8th, 9th, and 10th, before heading to Arizona and the Muscleman Honda Circuit in Tucson on March 8th, 9th, and 10th as well. The championships will be decided once again as the program heads north to the Sim Raceway Performance Karting Center in Sonoma on April 5th, 6th, and 7th. Head over to challengekarting.com to learn more and to register today for the opening round for the entire series. It's time for the Challenge of the Americas, so let's rock. Hi, EKN listeners. This is Jeff Wessel from Streeter Superstands. When it comes to lifts and stands for your carts and the largest selection of shop and trailer accessories, we know all about building and giving you the best. The Streeter Superstands crew has over 30 years of experience, are cart racers just like you, and know that the Streeter name stands for durability, affordability, and most of all, quality. We're the original and genuine manufacturer of Bigfoots and Stacker Stands, and we build them right here in the USA, along with our best-selling Streeter Superlift, upright stands, and an ever-growing roster of shop and trailer accessories to outfit any trailer or garage. While some guys pretend to be number one, we prove it every day, every race. Racers demand the best, and Streeter Superstand builds it. Check us out at StreeterSuperstands.com. When it comes to the best in lifts, stands, shop and trailer accessories, and all the cool necessities to make your race day easy and organized, it's all at StreeterSuperstands.com. We innovate, not imitate. Roll with the best right now at StreeterSuperstands.com. As a world leader in personal racing safety products with a sales and service staff and dealer network unmatched in motorsports, Simpson Performance Products is now the official North American distributor for Stilo helmets. In addition to their wildly popular auto racing helmets, Stilo is extremely excited to have made their move into the karting community with a pair of stellar options. Stilo has two helmets designed and manufactured specifically for karting. The Stilo ST5 CMR 2016 for kids and the Stilo ST5 Kart Snell K 2015 adult karting helmet. The company's karting helmets are directly derived from Stilo's auto racing helmets that are so popular at the top levels of racing. Drivers rave about the superior comfort levels as well as Stilo's lightweight construction and unparalleled field of vision, a crucial attribute for karting. For more information on Stilo, check them out at simpsonperformanceproducts.com slash Stilo or by following them on social media at Stilo USA. I'm Jake Craig, and you're listening to the EKN Radio Network. 
Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network. Thank you so much for tuning in. Rob Howden alongside David Cole. Uh, David, we're breaking down and kind of putting into podcast form everything that hit the homepage of EKN. This Weekend Carding, the name of the podcast. Uh, we weren't able to be at the Florida Winter Tour. You know, you were home. I was actually out here in California. Let's talk about Florida Winter Tour a little bit. They break ground for the 2019 FWT temporary circuit at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. The layout, the same or as similar as they could get to South Garda. Pretty pretty cool looking on social media. The, the venue there, I had the podcast with Garrett Potter. Really solid way to start the season off for Rock Cup. Yeah, I figured we could just hit on this a little bit uh, since we, we can't do a full debrief since we weren't there and yep. not trackside. But uh, obviously a big event uh, at the uh, Hard Rock Stadium in Miami for uh, the first round of the Florida Winter Tour. <clears throat> um, you know, welcoming in a lot of drivers from a lot of different places, a lot of different countries. Uh, obviously, you know, the wintertime is great for international drivers to make their way to uh, the United States while, uh, while the time permits. So no, it was a good, uh, good open event. And as you said, you know, a, a track very similar to the layout that is, uh, South Garda karting, which is the home of the rock cup international final. So, uh, to be able to mimic that, uh, in a temporary circuit, uh, is, is a pretty cool factor, uh, in its own. So, uh, but, uh, looking, uh, track side, you know, there's a, there's a number of, uh, drivers who are able to, uh, to uh, lay down some good performances. The first, obviously, being uh, A.J. Meyer scoring the victory in Shifter Rock, uh, leading a Croc Promotions 1-2 with uh, Andrew Bedozo, and as uh, former EKN number one driver Danny Formal was third. So two number ones in the podium right there. Yeah, a couple of heavy hitters up front. You had Bedozo in there as well, and uh, they were swinging uh, for the fences, no doubt about that. Uh, Myers, though, David, of course, coming off a double win weekend at the Scusa Winter Series opener. Bedozo was there as well. He was top five for most of the weekend. But, man, there's a new gunslinger in town. That's Croc Promotions and Mad Old Nut Racing. That, uh, that chassis looking very good with the national number one on the side of it. For sure. Uh, something we saw at the Winter Winter Series event. And, again, we saw it at uh, Florida Winter Tour. Saw it run second place to uh, Musgrave at the – at the super nationals. So, uh, definitely, uh, the, 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 the momentum is on Myers and the croc promotion side right now and shifter cart racing. One of the interesting things I saw, David, of course, you know, once they hit the ground running and, and we were following on live timing and to see who was quick and who was, you know, who was in the field, uh, down at the Florida winter tour race was Christian Brooks running with Orsalon racing. I thought that was pretty interesting. A guy that does a lot of running with, uh, you know, with um, uh, Nash Motorsports back in, in Southern California and around the country. But uh, Christian Brooks, flat dominated in in Senior Rock. Pretty impressive. Yeah, dominating is the word. Dominated. Uh, he, he leading every lap of every session uh, throughout the weekend. So that uh, that alone in itself is uh, is a great uh, task to do to be able to be complete, especially the talent level that was there. I mean. I think it was uh, over 30 drivers uh, in the senior category. Uh, Brazilian Arthur Lease and uh, Canadian Nicholas Horns Horn. I can't say that name, man. <laughs> Hornbozel. Hornbozel. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they completed the podium. So it was three countries on the podium uh, in the senior rock category. So a lot of diverse uh, drivers there. And uh, again, Brooks just dominated the weekend. What was? Oh, sorry. 
I was just going to say, interesting to see Arthur Laced running, a, you know, he's with PSL karting and will be doing some aggressive racing. Just recently, of course, not what we put on, on EKN, but they just confirmed that he's going to be running again a full year in the F4 US Championship. Uh, of course, trying to follow in the footsteps of his brother, Matthias Laced, who runs for Foyt Racing in uh, in the NTT data or NTT IndyCar series. Uh, and and Matthias was actually down in Homestead for the Scuser race. But Arthur getting a lot of seat time in karting this year, running with PSL karting. Yeah. And when, you know, we talked about that in our last uh, this week in karting yeah. was what's, what's his karting schedule going to be. And I think that kind of answers the question of, well, it could be very limited for the, for the summer months where uh, he'll be busy focused on his car, uh, car program. But again, you know, I wouldn't put it past him to be at a couple of the uh, higher profile events that work out uh, with his schedule. Yeah, I don't think that uh, F four is it's five or six weekends, so it it may slot in that he'll be able to, he'll be he'll be fine in terms of running. If he wanted to run the the entire uh, Scusa Pro Tour, you know, obviously he's been running some rocks so and maybe one of the Rock Fest events as well. It all depends on the schedule, but we'll definitely look to see if there's any conflicts with F four to see whether we th- see Arthur laced a little more here in 2019. But as you said, Dave, a cool podium, USA, Brazil, and Canada. Yep. So moving on to uh, junior rock, it was a bit of a uh, wild finish in that category. Obviously it was very competitive throughout the week. Uh, Brent Cruz was able to cross the line as the, as the provisional winner uh, aboard his cart Republic, but a pushback penalty took him off the podium, which handed the victory over to Luca Mars uh mars uh able to uh to be to claim the victory there diego conchetta was disqualified for tampering with his pushback bumper uh in the scale line so that took him off uh the podium as well that moved up uh mac clark up into the second spot for his prime entry and then moving justin arsenault another canadian uh to go alongside clark uh, up into third so uh USA, Canada, Canada, making up the podium there. Uh, moving over to Shifter Master, uh, Victor Yemenez in the RPG uh, entry there, claimed victory in that category over Luis Schiavo and, and Daniel DeBoss, uh, making up the podium in that category. Moving now into the the Masters Rock category, a pretty good field, and you look some of the names. A guy that we've, we've watched win at the, at the Super Nationals, Renato Jadre-David, again for Orsalon, He's come out of the, out of the gate pretty strongly, David. He was strong at the Scusa Winter Series and strong at the Florida Winter Tour as well. Uh, I think Jean-Rude David's going to look to try to win a bunch of races here in 2019. Yeah, yeah, definitely for uh, definitely a strong outing for him. Uh, finishing up the podium with him was, uh, of course, you're going to give me the hard names because <laughs> we're, we're we're going all Brazil for the actually you know, all Brazil for the top four uh, positions in that category. So Philippe Richard. Le Pena? Hey, I don't know. I, I think it works. Sounds good. Works. Leonardo Marcelli uh, taking the third spot. So again, you know, I'm not a, I'm not very good uh, with names. I, I understand Johnson and Smith and, you know, those easy names. David, all you need to do is be able to type them in. Yeah. I'm the one that has to, to pronounce yeah. them, right? So listen, we're going to give you a pass on this one. For that's, sure. I was, I, that's why I was confused why you were giving me the podium, because those were the names I had no idea how to say. Well, I don't know pretty funny if you ask me yeah yeah it's a blast rob keep it coming (laughs) i know how to say chloe i'll I'll talk about chloe chambers who uh happened to uh 
score the inaugural victory in the 100cc junior category, which, as we know, is a combination of the VLR and IAMI KA100 engines. Uh, again, we weren't there, so we don't know who was on what engine. Uh, but again, Chloe Chambers was able to come away with the victory over William Cox and Adam Maxwell, whereas the 100cc senior category had zero entries. So I don't know if that's telling us, hey, you know, we can only, you know, 100cc racers can only do one or two big major events a year because uh, Scusa Winter Series didn't have very many as well, too, in senior. Dave, I, we've talked about this before already, both on air and off air. I think that's going to be one of the big questions this year, right? Everybody's trying to, to slot this 100cc program in early. And, what you know, there's going to be, what, 15, 16 races before the start of the season even gets rolling for most of the drivers up north. If you're a 100cc guy, you might not have the budget to be able to go to all these big races. Really, that's what it comes down to. I, I think it's going to be interesting to watch how that shakes down for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think that's but something you think you'd would you agree with that? Yeah. Sorry. Was, yeah, I, I, I think that's something we're going to have to be watching throughout the year because, again, I mean, you got USPKS, WK, you got all the other stuff going on on the West Coast. There's a lot of different options for 100cc racers. And again, yeah, these aren't the guys who have the, you know, thousands of dollars to go race every single weekend. So it's uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Briggs and Stratton returning to the Florida Winter Tour for 2019 once again, running in the uh, the senior and junior categories. Uh, in senior, Jordan Pryor and Prime Power Team on a Burrell, edging out Zachary Linsell on the American-made MGM, while Mikael Oban uh, capped off the top three. In Briggs 206 Junior, Gianluca, uh, Gianluca Savagillo. Gianluca Savagillo. Man, i got to work on that one. He scored the inaugural win with Nikki Palladino and Carson Massey also on the podium. Top four drivers all from Canada, David. Some pretty impressive young talent in the 206 categories from north of the border. Well, I think that's the reason why they wanted to add on the Briggs uh, category to the program is because of the number of racers that are in Canada uh, racing the category. So, uh, you know, obviously they, they race it all year long, uh, come down to, to the United States and come kick our butts a little bit. So, uh and we'll have to uh, brush up uh, on our Briggs and Stratton racing, I guess, a little more. <laughs> well, you know, when we talk about the Canadian uh, schedule a little later on in this podcast, we'll uh, discuss some of the major races that are coming in, and maybe we'll see if uh, you and I can slot one of them races in to our own schedule. Uh, capping off the Florida Winter Tour, Kai Sorensen sweeping in Mini Rock. He has really kind of put his name into a bunch of championship battles here for 2019, I believe, in the mini category. Sorensen very strong on the Tony cart, leading every lap of every session. Jack Jeffers ends up winning the a battle for second over Nikita Johnson. And then a couple of the drivers that we saw at the Scuzo Winter Series at Homestead, starring as well here at the Florida Winter Tour at Hard Rock Stadium. Becca Biasir, Enzo Vidamontien, and Salim Hanna, the top three in the Micro Rock category. David, uh, Winter Tour underway. Another race coming in uh um, in February and cool that we got from our, our podcast with Garrett Potter, that the kind of layout for the next race is going to be very similar to the Xplex in Las Vegas. So I, I can't wait to see how close they're going to be able to get it, but that's the concept with the next temporary circuit. When they again, go back to hard rock stadium. Yes. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how they lay that one out. And yeah. also, you know, as you said in the podcast, uh, you know, them announcing where the, the festival is going to be uh, heading down to the bayou. 
Yeah, they're going to Biloxi, uh, Mississippi for the first Rockfest. Uh, Garrett not telling me where the second Rockfest is going to be yet. Not quite sure, but uh, a lot of great news coming out of the Rock Cup camp. And again, kicking things off at the Florida Winter Tour. A bit of a debrief there. We weren't trackside, but David putting together the report uh, based on live timing and, and the information he was able to get. Folks, stick with us. One more little break here. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some of the schedules up in Canada. We're going to talk about uh, Hoosier Tires a little bit. And then we're going to tell you where you can find all the great uh, uh, content that we're kicking out here on the EKN Radio Network. Stay with us, folks. More to come on this edition of This Week in Karting. This is Garrett Potter, and you're listening to the EKN Radio Network. From coast to coast, IAMI has become the two-cycle engine of choice for American karting. Starting with the air-cooled 60cc Swift engine for micro and mini drivers and moving through the incredible X30 power plant for junior, senior, and masters, IAMI is providing much-needed stability for the sport. In 2018, the new KA100 Rejet engine took the karting community by storm, and it will be a core class on the Scusa Winter Series and Pro Tour, as well as the United States Pro Kart Series, Route 66 Sprint Series, and the WKA Manufacturers Cup Program. Watch for more regions, series, and events to get on board with this new IME formula. This year, IME USA is debuting the new SSE 175cc shifter engine, which will be the foundation of Supercard's USA gearbox competition for the future. The engine has been custom designed with a balanced equation of performance and reliability. We have two distribution centers in the U.S. to serve you well. IAMI East in Mooresville, North Carolina, and IAMI West in Temecula, California. The momentum is continuing to build. It's time to make an investment in stabilizing your engine program. For more information, head to the website for your region. IAMIUSAEast.com or IAMIUSAWest.com. IAMI, the heart of carbon. In a sport where the difference between winning and losing is measured in hundreds of a second, you can't afford to leave anything on the table. You invest in the best equipment, the lightest components, and top-of-the-line data acquisition systems. Anything to find one more tent, right? I'll tell you right now, the best investment you could ever make is in yourself. If you want to improve your results, it's time for professional instruction and coaching at the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. Located at the new state-of-the-art speed sport racing park just north of Houston, the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy uses the very best equipment, Burrell Art Carts. They offer half-day, one-day, two-day, and three-day clinics. They have a one-on-one student-to-instructor ratio, and they will design a customized curriculum for each student. Allen Rudolph is one of the most respected people in the sport, and he has nearly 20 years' experience training drivers, including Chase Elliott, Neil Alberico, Austin Versteeg, and Sabre Cook, and rising stars like Pietro Fittipaldi. Train with a champion with over 30 years of racing experience to get proven results. Start off your season with a driver tune-up. Tune-up your season with some driver coaching. Or get ready for the big races by training with the best. Reserve your dates now by calling 866-607-RACE. That's 866 866- 607-7223. For more information, visit speedsportsracingpark.com slash racing hyphen academy. 
The Kark Republic has arrived in the USA and it's taking the world by storm. Kark Sport North America is North America's exclusive importer and distributor for Dino Chiesa's Kark Republic chassis. Kark Republic has been racking up numerous national and international titles across all classes in its inaugural year of competition, including this year's CIK FIA World Championship. The team has arrived and drive seats and support spots available for the SCUSA Winter Series, USPKS, and WK Manufacturers Cup competitions. So call us today to reserve your own winning Kart Republic. Located in Mooresville, North Carolina, on site at GoPro Motorplex, Kart Sport also offers driver training and coaching programs, kart service and storage, and full retail sales with the top brands in the sport available in their 6,000 square foot retail space as well as their online store. Kart Sport North America, top quality products winning brands, and professional driver development services. Give us a call today at 855-527-8776 or visit us online at kartsportna.com. Hello, karting fans. This is Andy Saisman, and you are locked in to the EKN Radio Network. Welcome back to another edition of This Weekend Karting here on the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole. Uh, David, it's interesting, right? A lot of racing going on in the southern states of the U.S. Canada still in a total deep freeze, similar to you, of course, in Michigan and Wisconsin, New York, Minnesota. Canada really, you know, they're looking at maybe mid-April, you know, mid-May before they even get rolling. Uh, so the schedule is really, to be honest, just starting to kind of come out for all the racing we're going to see in Canada. Uh, the Rotax program, still pretty strong in Canada. Their Canadian Open scheduled for Mont-Tremblant, Quebec on July 5th, 6th, 7th. Uh, Rotax Grand Finals tickets for mini, junior, senior, DD2, and DD2 Masters. Going back to that fantastic track at Mont-Tremblant. Just a great facility. Yeah, it's going to be uh, a great uh, event for them. Obviously, that event, I think... Used to be in August, uh, kind of around uh, our Labor t- Labor Day weekend uh, period. I'm not quite yeah. sure what it was. I think there was close to a holiday for for Canada as well, too. But uh, to moving it to July uh, kind of takes over the date that the U.S. Open was because that was the the weekend. Uh, t- the last two seasons, the U.S. Open has been at in New Jersey, but again that. Uh, program is changing a different format, uh, you know, as we talked about in other debriefs as well. That's going to two events, uh, one in the east and the one in the west. And so uh, so that's kind of taking over that date. So, again, allows uh, allows racers, uh, not just Canada, you know, U.S. drivers are, are have the ability to go up there and, and race in the in the Canada Open. Well, one additional event that kind of has me intrigued a little bit, David, August the 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, the ASN Canada Canadian Karting Championships up at Mostport Cartways. There's an unbelievably beautiful go-kart track right on the outside of Canadian Tire Motorsports Park, the iconic track uh, formerly known as Mostport Park. Uh, Again, mid-August. Uh, 125 Open Shifter, 125 Open Shifter Master, of course, uh, a lot of rock racing in Ontario as well. Rock Senior, Junior, Masters, and Mini. And Briggs 206, Junior, Junior Light Cadet, and Masters, David. And I just happened to have that weekend off. It would be six weekends in a row, but um, it's it's been like five or six years since I've run the Canadian Nationals. It's got me intrigued, I'm telling you. I, w- I might have to go race. 
Well, the Briggs categories there at uh, the Canadian Nationals seem to be yes. the the biggest categories uh, that they have. Um, I think the rocks are kind of growing a little bit more, but uh, right now, if you want to race against thirty or forty guys in your class, uh, the Briggs two hundred six is a category to be in. If we stay on the eastern half of Canada before we roll over to the west, the champion uh, Ron Fellows Karting Challenge is kicked off again, kind of the regional program for Ontario. Uh, May 18, 19th at Goodwood, the iconic racetrack that's been around for so, so many years. Uh, The facility in Hamilton, which once held the Canadian Nationals, June 15th, 16th. A couple of back-to-back races at Mostport in July, uh, July 6th and 7th, and July 27th, 28th. And they'll cap things off on September the 7th, uh, that championship capping off at Goodwood uh, with a night race, which I think is really cool. Uh, Briggs 206 and Vortex Rock Cup Canada categories all involved in the champion racing uh, Ron Fellows Karting Challenge. Of course, a couple of iconic names, champion, of course, the spark plugs and uh, and Ron Fellows, the iconic racer, the Canadian who uh, has been such an ambassador for the sport, uh, both north and south of the border. David, going west, it's uh, the Western Canadian Karting Championship and another real stronghold for Rotax competition. Uh, Blake Choker and the family doing a really good job to kind of you know change things up a little bit in 2018, and they look to improve and continue in 2019. Yeah, again, another program that kind of has the two-engine format. Uh, they go Rotax and Briggs uh, over in the Western Canadian Karting Championship. Uh, the series is again going with three events in 2019, first being up uh, in May 17, 18, 19 at Chilliwack, which is the Greg Moore Raceway uh, that we, you've never been to. No, I, I we went there for a Can-Am Oh, that's right. You did go there. Okay. So I've I can't just say never, that anymore. I've never, right. I've never driven it. Okay. There we go. You guys drove That's it. it. Yeah. Uh, so they'll go from there to uh, June 28, 29, 30 to Regina, Saskatoon. Uh, yes, dude, you pronounced it in Regina, huh? Reg- Regina, Regina, Saskatchewan. Yeah, not Regina. You said Regina. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I said Regina. Sorry, you're, dude. You're American. It's all right. We, we'll, we'll let you go. You know, Gina, Gina. It's all the same. <laughs> uh, so the, that'll be the uh, the halfway point, uh, and then the series will wrap up in August 16, 17, 18 at Warburg, Alberta. They've done a tremendous job. That's the, I think it's called the Edmonton and District Cart Racing Association up at Warburg. Uh, they've a brand new facility. They've just done such a tremendous job. The Dowlers are up there and a bunch of great people. That's become a really strong you know, foundation kind of hub uh, for karting in Western Western Canada. It's, uh, they've done a great job. And I like this program, David. How many times are we seeing these three race series now? Right. That's that's the again as we talked about in previous uh, debriefs and other. And this week in karting is uh, three is a kind of the magic number uh, really for any traveling series that we see three or four. Um, That's kind of the magic number, but you know, again, the good thing about them, you know, the Rotax, uh, you know, as they said, as you said, they're, they're following Rotax program. They're doing a lottery again, once again, for motors. Uh, That's something that I think is drawing a lot more people to it to where you don't have to have the, the magic engine shelf of 20 engines and 20 (laughs) carburetors. You just show up and race. Uh, kind of similar to the 206, you take it out of the box and you race it. So uh, I think that lottery program is really helping uh, rebuild this, this Rotax program. And again, six Rotax Max Challenge Grand Final tickets up for grabs uh, through the series. 
So again, to recap, the Western Canadian Carding Championships, May 17th to 19th in Chilliwack, British Columbia, June 28th to 30th in Regina, Saskatchewan, and August 16th to 18th at Warburg up in Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, David, let's let's talk more about this. Was some big news that actually hit the shelf. Uh, you know, I kind of I saw it when I was at the PRI show in December, and I believe Margay and Hoosier kind of rolling it out there that that Margay and Hoosier were working together. The new Margay Ignite program moving to, to the Hoosier Tire, Margay becoming an importer, uh, the distributor rather for Hoosier Tires because he doesn't <laughs> those tires don't get imported, Rob. <laughs> They're American made. Um, Margay, of course. The, uh, the 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 distributor for Hoosier, some big news coming out with a new partnership, kind of a, a Western U.S. and Canadian distributor. Yes, uh, RLV uh, adding. You know they've been Margay and RLV have kind of been uh, long term partners, and again, you know with Margay's move to the Hoosier Tire, you know adding it on as a as a product line and, and being the distributor. Uh, it didn't take long for LV, RLV to uh, to tag along and and be the uh, the Western U.S. and Canadian distributor. So you know they're they'll be working a lot of the different states and and provinces up in Canada uh, to try and get uh, tracks on board with the Hoosier Tire. And you know Margay's already been quick out of the box to get one of their first tracks on board with the 61 Cartways uh, right there uh, near the near the Quad Cities where we always love to visit. Uh, and uh and and tony nielsen uh putting his uh program on the hoosier tire for 2019 that's a track i'm going to put on my bucket list david i want i want to go check out 61 cartway it just looks like a really cool venue i and i, you know, I know that a lot of or a number of series look at it and try to put it on their schedule i want to get there one day and, and get out on that track i, I don't want I, I want tony to show me around i just don't want to have to race against him no 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 <laughs> i've done I, that before I, I, you know, I think we could beat them in a drinking contest, but that's about it. Yes, I could. Yes, I think we probably could. You never, you never know. It could be like that, uh, you know, that guy that comes out of nowhere and is able to outdo us both together. I don't know. Uh, Dave, okay, let's wrap up this edition of This Weekend Carding. We'll take a, take a little look at the, some of the ECAN editorial we've came out, some of our original editorial, not just the stuff that came in. Uh, I know you worked like crazy on getting a bunch of our EKN radio network shows like This Weekend Carding out in podcast form. Then we'll talk a little bit about what's coming up as well. Dave, one of the cool things that we were able to roll out onto the website uh, over the last week to 10 days, a new editorial piece by Blake Hunt, a driver who is, uh, let's say we'll call him one of our interns to a certain extent. It's a guy that wants to get into the marketing journalistic side of the sport. He wrote up an article for us called Faces of, of the Grid, did a little interview with Brandon Jarsacrack. I loved it. And I think Blake's going to do some more stuff for us throughout the season. Yeah, I think uh, he's got Mike Geeson uh, coming up uh, on board for his next uh, Faces of the Grid. Uh, probably a number of other different uh, people that y- you know you you have in mind that people have in mind to uh, to do a, a quick Q and A with him. Uh, so you know, it's just another way of getting to know the actual people who we see week in and week out, and or people who read about we read about uh, you know uh, on on the EKN uh, homepage and and you know, other race reports and everything else that we do. Yeah, I like it. Uh, We're, of course, David and I thrilled to be able to work with Blake and uh, have him on board with us for a bunch of new stuff. Dave, let's talk podcasts because, you know, one of the things that, that if we'll give some little bit of information from behind the scenes, you and I do these podcasts, you go into post-production, you get everything put together, you get the ads in there, then you set things up on the ECAN radio network. Uh, You know, your, your job here has been evolving over the last 14 to 15 years. And, you know, 
little did we know back in 2004, 2005, that you'd almost be a, you know, a radio station manager at the same time because you're getting things ready to go on the ECAN radio network. But once the stuff airs for four, five, six days on the radio network where people can get it immediately, then you turn it into podcast form, you know, the, the on-demand downloadable podcast, either from the website at ecardinews.com slash podcast, or of course, any of the downloadable forms like iTunes, Google Play, uh, Podbean, or now Spotify, you take the time after that. So it's kind of a double duty deal. You did, you know, you went to work, got a bunch of podcasts put back together. What actually became available over the last week or so? Well, of course, this week in carding, uh, this, that being a big podcast, uh, January 9th. So that's now available. Uh, before that, we did the ECAN debrief uh, from WKA Daytona Cart Week. That's also available in podcast form. Uh, the next debrief was the Scusa Winter Series just after that. Uh, from the opening uh, weekend in at uh, AMR Motorplex. Uh, and then you go Insiders. We got Industry Insiders with TJ Halsma from SimCraft 24 Hours of Orlando. That was a good one for uh, their upcoming event uh, at the end of March. And as we've mentioned a bunch of times in this podcast and show, uh, the Industry Insider with Joe Janowski of Supercarts USA. So uh, a lot of different podcasts available. And again, Everything that we've done from the beginning uh, is available there, you know, as you said, through iTunes and, and Spotify and, and, and Podbean and all those different uh, outlets. So, yeah, a ton of podcasts going up, uh, of course, on demand. But for next week, we got more stuff coming. David, of course, uh, is going to get the podcast that we did with Garrett Potter up there by the end of the week. But I've got some new podcasts for the ECAN Radio Network that I'm working on. Uh, already scheduled for an interview with Marco Oldoffer from the Gear Up F-Series and looking to, to lock in a, a time and place with Mike Burrell from USAC Carding. Of course, lots of great stuff uh, with the Battle of the Brickyard and the Elkhart Grand Prix. And I'm also getting ready to put down our second edition of my Book It podcast. I'm going to try to pin down the veteran, the legend, Lynn Haddock, while we get to Homestead for the final round of the Scusa Winter Series. Lynn has agreed to sit down and talk all things carding, and uh, that's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to you know not so much talking. We'll talk a lot about his past, and, and I want to get some input on what it was like to race at, at his time. But, of course, it's the guy that's been around a long time. I want to get his take on what he thinks is right and wrong with the sport right now. Here's what's coming on EKN. Of course, uh, David Cole and I, it's been a bit of a, you know, we've kind of been relaxed a bit. David hasn't been out to an event since the WK uh, Cart Week in Daytona. Uh, I've, of course, done the first round of the Winter Series. But things are going to start picking up on the EKN Trackside Live Tour. A lot of EKN Live events coming. You'll be able to get all the play-by-play. We're going to do a double header weekend. On February 8th, 9th, and 10th, I will be at AMR Homestead Miami Motorplex for the final round of the Winter Series, while David at the same time will be at the opening round of the Challenge of the Americas at Cal Speed Karting. We're still figuring out exactly how we're going to make people able to listen to both streams. I'll be on the play-by-play from Homestead. Uh, Chappie, Tim Chapman's going to be on the ECAN Radio Network and EKN Live from Cal Speed. So stay tuned and we'll give you all the links to be able to get uh, all the coverage from there. Move about three weeks down the line, and David and I will be back both together at Cal Speed Karting for the opening round of the Supercarts USA Pro Tour again. The Winter Nationals on March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. David back on the road the next week again. He heads to Tucson, Arizona, and the Musselman Honda Circuit for the second rounds 
of the Challenge of the Americas. Lots of great stuff to come on the EKN Trackside Live Tour presented by Cooper Tires. And uh, for those of you who do tune, tune in to listen to those on the EKN Radio Network, thank you so much. We, uh, we really do appreciate it. To cap things off, more editorial coming. David keeps rocking and rolling on our top 10 profiles for 2018 of the Briggs & Stratton Weekly Racing Series. Those going up, of course, on Facebook. And we are making sure as well to put them out on all our social media channels. So follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. A lot of swipe-ups on our Instagram story. So you can go straight to some of that information. And to cap things off, we got something that we're coming up with soon. We got our chassis showroom article. So if you're looking to buy a new chassis, look for some new cool profiles of all the different chassis coming in February and March. Folks, that's going to wrap things up. We are capped and done and ready to go for the next edition of this weekend carding. But for now, on behalf of David Cole, my name is Rob Howden. Bye for now.